Uh, joining us on the line now is someone who's been with us before, Ira Melman. Um, Ira is the uh, media director uh, for FEAR, uh, an organization, uh, Federation for American Immigration Reform. And, and Ira, you have written uh, about this um, so-called diversity lottery. I was unaware of the program that apparently this, um, this fellow from Uzbekistan uh, took advantage of. Uh, welcome to Nightside. Ira, how are you tonight? I'm doing well. Good evening. Uh, good evening to you. Um, how long, I've I, I read a very interesting piece you posted today, the diversity lottery, a stupid idea that has turned j- dangerous. Um, how long have you been aware of this? I know this is your bailiwick, and, and, and you look at immigration issues um, literally every day of the week. Well, th- this program has been around since the early 1990s. It was something that was cooked up by Ted Kennedy uh, when he chaired the Judiciary Committee in the Senate. Uh, it took place at a time when the, the Irish economy was in the tank. There was a lot of demand for immigration from Ireland. Uh, you know, Kennedy representing Massachusetts, where Irish politics is obviously an important thing. Uh, he created this lottery uh, under the pretense that we're, you know, it's a way to get a more diverse flow of immigration to the United States. And he was right. I mean, we, we don't have a very diverse flow. Uh, under the family chain migration system that he actually was responsible for back in 1965, uh, we have a lot of people coming from a relative handful of countries, and everybody else who doesn't have the requisite family relations here in the United States has a really difficult time getting in. And so, you know, this was an add-on. Rather than go back and fix what he did in 65, he created this add-on. And, you know, it's been with us ever since. And essentially, we are picking 55,000 new Americans every year out of a hat. Uh, you know, if, if that doesn't constitute bad public policy or just, if not bad public policy, outright malfeasance, I don't know what does. Well, you know, I, I remember that time very well. I worked as a television reporter at the time and did a, a lot of reporting from Ireland. The economy in the late 80s uh, was was really in the tank. It was not yet the... Um, uh, the, the, the tiger, uh, that it became, Ireland's ter- economy turned around, uh, and I remember going over there with a couple of members of Congress, um, Brian Donnelly from Massachusetts and, um, Congressman, uh, Williams from Montana, uh, and there was a real cap on the number of people who could emigrate, uh, to this, to this country from Europe, uh, I believe as a result of the 65 uh, immig- so-called Immigration Reform Act. Uh, well, it, well, it, it wasn't a, a technically a cap or a deliberate cap. It just worked out that way because our immigration system is host- heavily based on having family members here in the United States. It's the countries that have sent the most number of immigrants recently that obviously have the family connections necessary to get people here. So you could be a really highly qualified Irish prospective immigrant, uh, but you're not going to be able to get in because you don't have, you know, a, a brother or a sister or, or a parent here in the United States. So, you know, it is a system that needs to be changed, and there's actually legislation in Congress to change it. Uh, but, you know, like anything else that's become entrenched, it has a constituency, and people aren't about to give it up without a big fight. Sure. No, there's no, no doubt about that. So um, this so-called diversity lottery, which, again, I was unaware of, uh, is this – publicized around the world now that if I've, I've read some stuff on this today uh, in addition to what you wrote and it was uh, it was sold as the idea of to help folks um, who were being underrepresented at that time either from Europe or from Africa uh, the fellow who gets in 
uh, who who allegedly committed this horrific act yesterday. I don't think there's any question. I say allegedly. I feel stupid even saying that. This guy that killed these eight people, these eight innocent individuals, who apparently has admitted to it uh, and actually asked for an an ISIS flag in his hospital room. Um, you know, talk about hubris. Um, this guy came from Asia, from one of the Caucasus, uh, Uzbekistan. Um, is this so-called diversity lottery open to anyone from around the world for any reason whatsoever? It's open to people from just about most countries in the world. There are a handful of countries that have high levels of immigration uh, that can't apply. Uh, but, you know, you, you mentioned it's it's not obscure around the world. Uh, they hand out 55,000 visas, but they get you know many, many times that the number of applications because there are so many people out there. And, you know, Uzbekistan at the time that this was created was not an independent country. It was part of the Soviet Union back then. Sure. Uh, so th- there was no Uzbekistani immigration to the United States per se. Uh, and, and therefore, you know, you didn't have the requisite relatives to get in here. So Uzbekistan would seem to be a country that would qualify uh, under the terms of, the, of that visa itself. But, it's, you know, it's still a bad idea. My guest is Ira Melman. Um, he is with a group called FAIR, the Federation for American Immigration Reform. We'll continue our conversation with Ira. Also take some phone calls, 617-254-1030, 888-929-1030. Uh, there's so many questions. I know that uh, the president today, President Trump, said that he wants to basically uh, end this uh, so-called diversity lottery. I don't know if that's the formal name of it. We'll have to see um, if, how, if he can do that administratively or if he needs the cooperation of Congress. Uh, we'll also be talking to uh, a friend of the one of the victims who is still in the hospital, who is a, a local man here who lost five of his high school roommates in one fell swoop. I saw some video tonight. Apparently, these men who had graduated together in high school in Argentina, there was about 10 of them that had come for a reunion in New York. And um, and they were actually individuals who were on the bicycles who were run down uh, by this um, uh, this this stone called ISIS killer. Simple as that. We'll be back on Nightside with my guest Ira Melman talking more about immigration reform and what can be done, what needs to be done now that the truck attack model so frequently utilized in Europe has come to our shores. My guest is Ira Melman. He's the media director for the Federation for American Immigration Reform. Ira, these stories have happened with um, increasing frequency in Europe. Is is your opinion, which I think is probably my opinion, that we're likely to see more than less of these these attacks? And whether you want to call them lone wolf or ISIS-inspired, it doesn't matter. Either way, there's no way that I think we can defend against all of these attacks. No, and it's scary because, you know, the FBI has been pretty good at uncovering plots that require multiple individuals to work on things, uh, buying explosives. Uh, you know, just a few weeks ago, they busted a ring that was planning another terrorist attack in New York City, more conventional style. Uh, but these, I mean, all you need is, is some kind of vehicle, a truck, a car, uh, and a crowd of people. And, you know, <laughs> I don't know any way you can prevent uh, that from happening. So it is something that is going to be with us, uh, you know, as long as we're going to be admitting people to this country uh, who tend to get radicalized and, you know, uh, swear allegiance to ISIS, uh, then we're going to be dealing with it much the same that Europe is dealing with it. Now, the president today was very critical of New York Senator Chuck Schumer because when Schumer was a member of the House, 
back in the early 1990s. He apparently was very supportive of this, um, the, the implementation of this program, the diversity lottery. Um, I believe I heard it reported tonight on a couple of the network newscasts that for uh, a couple of, or at least once in 2013, Schumer apparently tried to disband this lottery. Uh, had, had you heard that? Well, that was part of the Gang of Eight bill, which was a, a ter- an even worse bill. Uh, you know, he was prepared to forego it, but uh, for something that was even worse, which was a mass amnesty, uh, massive increases in all sorts of immigration. So technically that is true, but, you know, you, you have to look at it. You've got to look at more, more, more in context. Well, this was uh, Chuck Schumer talking about the, the success of the diversity program, ironically, Back about 10 or 11 years ago, this is Senator Schumer from New York. As I ride my bike around New York City on the weekends, I see what immigrants do for America. And this program has dramatically helped. Neighborhoods like Woodlawn and Greenpoint have been revitalized by new Irish and Polish immigrants. Neighborhoods like East Flatbush and Harlem have been revitalized by West African immigrants. We do not have to stop this program. I urge my colleagues to vote no on a well-intentioned but misguided amendment and preserve the diversity program as well as, in other parts of the bill, allow more immigrants, educated immigrants, to come to this country. And, Mr. President, I yield the floor. More than, more than a little irony in that, thank goodness that, for Senator Schumer's sake, he was not on that bike path uh, yesterday, uh, Halloween uh, night uh, in, in New York City. Um, Ira, how do we get at this point our arms around this whole problem that we have in this country? I, 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 I wish I had a solution. I don't. Do you? No, I mean, there, there is no easy solution to this. What we have been seeing, though, is that the magnitude of immigration today uh, you know, exceeds our ability or seemingly exceeds our ability to assimilate people into the mainstream of American society. So you have people coming from Uzbekistan because they, you know, won the visa diversity lottery uh, and then living here as essentially enemies of the state. Uh, and, you know, it is becoming more and more difficult, given technology, uh, to really have the sort of assimilation that happened 100 years ago. And, it, it, like, you know, let's be clear, it didn't happen easily 100 years ago. Uh, but today, you know, you can leave your country physically, but you can still maintain close contact with the people back home. Uh, you know, you can live here and communicate through the Internet, through Skype. Uh, we have uh, communities here, ethnic communities that don't seem to be assimilating, so you can live among people uh, just like the people you left behind in your old country, speak that language. So it is a difficult process, and we've kind of mythologized the assimilation process that took place in the, in the 20th century, uh, and I think to our detriment, because it wasn't easy, and it's even harder now. And, you know, we've created this, this um, illusion that diversity is an unquestionable good. I mean, there are certainly benefits to diversity, but if you look around the world, uh, diversity is not that popular with people. You look at what happens, what's happening in Spain, the elections in Kenya. Uh, you know, these differences tend to be important to people, and if that's just human nature, and we've got to recognize that uh, and do what we need to do to make sure that when people do come here, that they do feel like they belong here in the United States and that they identify with the people of the United States. 
United States. I don't know how you vet people coming to this country from certain parts of the world. I don't know how you vet folks coming from places like Yemen or Somalia or Libya, countries that are failed states. Uh, so, so even when the president talks about extreme vetting, I don't know how you how you vet people from certain parts of the world. The other thing which I don't understand is how someone comes here from a country like Uzbekistan, which is a very poor, strife-ridden country uh, in, in south of Russia, uh, in, in a part of the world where there's a lot of violence and extremism, comes here, not only doesn't appreciate what they have been given, the, 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 winning, the winning of this lottery, and then is so disenchanted with this country that they have to rent a truck and kill people. I don't understand how you physically, how you mentally get to that point. You would think that, that someone coming here from particularly a place like Uzbekistan would say, I have died and come to he- and gone to heaven compared to where, what, I, what I had. I, I don't understand it either. I, I'm not sure anybody in this country really understands it, and that is the dilemma. It, you know, we, we are faced with a lot of bad options, and you know we're going to have to choose between you know between these bad options. Uh, but you know, whatever we do, it, it's not going to be popular. It's not going to make us feel good. Uh, it, it's but that's reality. I mean, sometimes life just hands you a bunch bunch of bad choices, and you got to you got to pick one. My guest is Ira Melman. Let's get some phone calls. 617-254-1030-888-929-1030. Mike is up in Rockport, Massachusetts. Mike, you're on with Ira Melman from the Federation for American Immigration Reform. Go ahead, Mike. Well, hey, good evening, Dan, and hello, Dr. Melman. Um, just a, a couple of things I'm thinking. Um, the premise of the, that diversi- diversification back with the lottery, um, maybe put it too political for a second, do you think it was just to create numbers? If I, I heard the numbers correctly, it was like 50,000 that came in. Yeah, that would mean about a half, in, half a million people over 10 years. Um, what, a million and a half people if they have met that quota every year since 1990. Okay. So, all right, so we have that vote issue then. Would you agree, Dan? When you said, you said we had the vote issued, is that what you said? Well, I mean, in terms of like, you know, um, maybe a political situation where, you know, a group who takes in people and then you sure. multiply it by 50,000, then they have the votes. Well, th- there's a lot of votes, but that that bill, and Ira knows this better than I do, that bill was passed um, by Congress and signed by 65. President George Herbert Walker Bush. Okay, no, 92, okay. Yeah. In 1992. Okay. Uh, it was signed, in, I believe, in 1990, correct, Ira? Yeah, it was, I think it was 1990 or 91, but it was definitely during the first Bush administration. Yeah, and I think that most politicians want to appear to be sensitive and concerned, and those are all good things for, for politicians, but when you, exactly when you, that. when you, it, it didn't work out to be a particularly good thing for the, those eight people and those 12 who have been seriously injured in Washington. My yesterday. gosh. Hmm. Mm. But, you know, you know, there actually is a much better way of creating diversity in our immigration flow, which is to pass legislation that gets us away from the family chain migration that has been the hallmark of U.S. immigration policy since 1965 and move to a merit-based system. Uh, this was a recommendation of the Jordan Commission, uh, which was – it. 
presented their report in the 1990s. It was endorsed by President Clinton. Uh, it would put everybody on the same footing. It would allow people to bring spouses and unmarried minor children. Uh, but beyond that, you would have to qualify on your own merit what you have to contribute to the United States. It would be a much fairer system for everybody. We wouldn't need these kind of dumb programs that just pick people out of a hat. Uh, and, you know, it also, you know, it, it does pose national security threats, as we saw yesterday in New Certainly. York City. Uh, there was also the attack in Los Angeles back in 2002 at the El Al uh, check encounter at LAX, where you had uh, the husband of somebody who won the diversity lottery who perpetrated that act of terror. So this is not right. the first time it's happened. Well, you know, again, and, and I think about that poor person, uh, those folks over in London, they get run over by a cab because, they're, you know, they're all using these uh, vehicles as weapons. Um, well, that's the uh, problem we have right now. I mean, you can uh, – and, and on the other hand, there's, there's a lot of limitations on the police. The police used to, in New York City, monitor, um, you know, some of the, the more radical mosques. Uh, and there's uh, the civil liberties concern, and my understanding, and and I'm this the story is just developing, is that this guy who did this yesterday um, lived literally next door to a mosque, and the membership right. of that mosque, I believe, has produced some others who have um, a, at least affiliations or have expressed support for ISIS. I mean, this guy in his hospital bed asked for an ISIS flag. For his hospital yeah. room, I uh, would have brought an ISIS flag in there, but I know where I would have put that ISIS flag, and it yeah, certainly yeah. would have been flying and, and in the, the three room. Three of us could have uh, taken it from one place to the other. Yes. Yeah, you got it, Mike. Appreciate your call. No, no, hold on, one more, one more time. Sure. You mentioned the Hmong. The 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 what? You mentioned the Hmong. The Hmong. The, the Hmong. H M O N G. From uh, as immigrants the, from, from the Laotian, yeah, Laotian, okay, uh, the the cat people from the northern mountains of Laos. Okay, and, well, many of them came in. I knew, in the I knew their presence. Uh, his and he, in, and Dr. Mellon would know this. Uh, his name was Shua Shang. Yeah. And I studied them in Milwaukee, and they all landed up in Minnesota. Yeah, well, they've never a been a problem. Wonderful group of people. Wonderful. And they've never been a problem. There's no doubt. No, they're primary oral culture, yeah. and uh, he understands. All right, thank you, go. Mike. Got to go. Thank you very much. Six one seven two five four ten thirty triple eight nine two nine ten thirty. Wasn't sure where that question was coming from, Ira, but um, I know of what he speaks. We will be back on Nightside. Ira Mellon, Melman, the media director of the Federation for American Immigration Reform. I think that Mike. Um, uh, honored you with a doctorate, Ira. I, I don't know yes, that. And I appreciate that. And you do uh, appreciate that. <laughs> but just for clarification and for honesty purposes, you probably know as much as people who have doctorates in this issue, but not formally achieved that status as yet back on Nightside right after this.